Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This one goes out to Joe Cronin. He is an ugly, bald headed hoe who don't know shit, won't pick up the phone, so I'll tell you how it's going. The full diss track will be at the end of this video, so make sure to stick around for that if you haven't seen it yet. But why did I feel so compelled to write an entire diss track on the Portland Trailblazers GM? Well, it's not because I'm in shambles like all the Blazer fans are saying about me on Twitter after they saw the video. They were either saying, one, that I'm cringe, which I get. The video wasn't made for y'all, though. It was made for Heat fans to poke fun at a guy we've been talking about for 79 days now, because I believe we're on day 79 of Dame Watch, which is crazy. But they either say I'm cringe or the Blazer fans say that Heat fans are finally getting scared about losing Damian Lillard. Now, me personally, I feel quite the opposite. I'm more confident than ever that Dame is going to end up here. Although, there was a report just yesterday from Mark J. Spears saying there's now a mystery team that's involved in the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. Now, it wasn't a hard report. He was more so just talking, throwing it out there. He says he doesn't think the Celtics would be involved, although there's another team he heard about that he doesn't want to mention, which is weird as a reporter you think he'd want to mention. But he also does throw out there that it'd be very risky for a team not named the Miami Heat to trade for Damian Lillard. Now, that part of the, the report was interesting to me because Mark J. Spears is the same guy who did the sit down with Damian Lillard just a few weeks ago. And we know it's, it's been well documented that they have a very close relationship. So on one side, that's concerning to me as a Heat fan because why would Mark J. Spears make up a report about a mystery team if it wasn't true, and in theory, that type of report gives the Trailblazers leverage in a way to scare the Miami Heat into giving up additional assets. So that's one side of it, right? It could be concerning for me, or it could have just been Mark J. Spears saying, hey, if you're a team not named the Miami Heat, don't trade for Dame because I'm trying to help out Dame and I know he won't be happy. But my goal of this video is to be an unbiased Heat fan and go through every single team in the league until we narrow down who could possibly be this mystery team. Now, of course, there's all kinds of stipulations and a thousand variables that I can't account for. So if there's something that you think I might have glossed over or missed that you do think is relevant, feel free to let me know uh, down. Let me know down in the comments below because I'm sure that it's possible that there's something I missed or that you don't agree with. But the first step at removing teams are the teams that I, I call non-contenders, even if you were to add Dame to the existing roster. So basically, your, your bottom of the barrel teams. And there I got the Charlotte Hornets, the Houston Rockets, Orlando Magic, obviously the Blazers, because he's already there, San Antonio Spurs, Pistons, and Wizards. Those are the seven teams right there that I think even adding Dame to the current roster without trading anyone, I still don't think they're good enough to compete for anything. Step two I got is teams that already have their point guard of the future. That, of course, be the Grizzlies with John Morant, the Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young, Kings with De'Aaron Fox, Nuggets with Jamal Murray, the Thunder with kind of giddy or Shea. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors that maybe that could be a team that can make a push for Dame. Let's say uh, they're like a four seed come trade deadline, and maybe they want to swing a guy, uh, a trade for a guy like Dame. I don't see it just because he is so far the opposite from the, everybody else on the roster with regards to age and with regards to their timeline. So even if the Thunder don't look as giddy as the point guard of the future, I just don't think Dane makes sense for the timeline. That's why I added the Thunder in this category. 
as well as the Cavaliers who have Darius Garland and the Indiana Pacers who of course have Tyrese Halliburton. So that's another seven teams that we eliminate, uh, eliminated right there. Now step three, I removed teams who don't have matching contracts to match the salary of Damian Lillard in a trade without trading one of their star players. Because of course, for the Boston Celtics, for example, yeah, they could trade Tatum for Dame, but why would they do that? Essentially, any team that's trading for Damian Lillard would want to add him to their current core of star players. So if they can't match the money without trading a star player, they're on this list. Keep in mind, the the a lot of these teams have guys that they just signed who can't be traded for another two to three months. Some of the guys can't even be traded into the middle of January because of certain stipulations that I can't feel like getting into because it's a lot, right? But the point is, the mystery team is rumored to get traded for Dame yesterday. That report came out yesterday. So it obviously can't be a, a team that wants to trade a guy who's not available to be traded in January. Makes sense? So the teams I got in this category are the Chicago Bulls, who of course have a ton of money tied up between DeMar and Zach and Vucevic. I got the Phoenix Suns. Duh, that team has no money left whatsoever with the big guys on that uh, on that contract. The Warriors, that doesn't even make sense from a fit standpoint for obvious reasons. You got the Lakers with all kind of money tied up into LeBron and AD. And then essentially the rest of the roster was either newly signed or re-signed and can't be traded. You got the Dallas Mavericks. Similar scenario with uh, with Kyrie and Luka. Now, there is a world where the Mavericks could match money with like Maxi Kleber and Tim Hardaway, but the fit is obviously doesn't make sense with Kyrie, Dame, and Luka. Uh, I put the Pelicans in here uh, because Herb Jones cannot be traded. They would have needed that salary to make the trade work uh, unless, they, of course, trade Zion, Ingram, or CJ, which I don't think they would do for Dame. And then uh, also same thing here applies to the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. The really only big money guy they got that's not part of their current core of Gobert and Edwards and Towns is Mike Conley. And even with him, they don't have enough money to make the deal work because uh, even Nas Reed can't be traded for a couple months. So so that leaves us with eight teams. You got the Clippers, the Jazz, Bucks, 76ers, Celtics, Nets, Toronto, and Miami. So what I kind of want to do is go through all of those teams and show their best possible trade package and then kind of go in order from not possible at all to not likely to likely to, hey, these guys do have a better package than Miami and therefore is a possible trade destination. So, of course, starting with the Miami Heat, I have them sending over Tyler Hero, Jaime Hawkins Jr., Nikola Jovic, two first round picks and Duncan Robinson to make the money work now. When I was saying earlier about all these different variables that could come into play here, well, the reason I have Duncan Robinson instead of Kyle Lowry, who is a more beneficial contract to the Trailblazers because he's expiring, is that that's actually too much money for the Trailblazers to take on if the Heat send Hame and Jovic. If the Heat were to take away one of those guys, we could then replace Kyle Lowry with Duncan Robinson. But we could either, we can even do that as is, sending over both young guys, and the Blazers could just send back a smaller contract, or we could send a guy to a third team. There's all different kind of variables in this instance. I just tried to make it as simple as possible for, for the purpose of this video. Because even another variable could be the Heat have the ability to unlock a third first round pick if they do a side trade with OKC. But I didn't want to start getting into three team deals because, again, we're trying to keep it simple for this video but in theory this is the best 
possible packages that the Miami Heat could send, and that would give them a potential starting lineup of Damian Lillard, Josh Richardson, Jimmy Butler, Caleb Martin, and Bam Adebayo. If not the championship favorites, which in my eyes they would be, but many may not agree they may not be the favorites, I think everybody would agree that they are at least contenders. But moving on, out of the teams remaining, there is a few that I still think have no shot. The first one is the Milwaukee Bucks, whose best trade package could be Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis, and only one first round pick. They are really lacking draft capital just because of the Drew Holiday trade and other things, which led to a championship for the Bucks. So it was all worth it. Uh, but a couple of things here. One, why would the Blazers want Drew Holiday? He's 33 years old, doesn't fit their timeline. He's a guard, all things that are not beneficial to them. And also, this just isn't better deal than Miami because they can only offer one first round pick as opposed to Miami's two. And if you're asking about, you know, if the Bucks would trade Lopez and Chris Middleton, they can't. Again, those are examples of guys that were recently signed or re-signed, and therefore they cannot be traded for a few months. So I think the Bucks are completely off the table in this instance, although Giannis is starting to put some pressure on that front office to make some moves. I don't think this is it. Another team that I think has no shot is the Clippers, whose best package could involve Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, and Zubats for salary filler. They got Terrence Mann, who's still a nice young player, and then two first-round picks. So, again, some more variables here. They could throw in Norman Powell, who makes $18 million a year, but he's got three years left on his deal. I don't think that's the Blazers, something the Blazers would want, considering, I guess, they, they already traded him. And if you're looking at valuable assets, Terrence Mann is really the only great young piece that you're seeing in this deal but he's a guard and if the if the Blazers don't want Tyler Hero I don't think they'd want Terrence Mann and even in this case this deal is virtually equal in value to the Miami Heat deal if you or if anything it's worse because I think the Heat are sending two nice young players in and Jovic and Hame in addition to Tyler Hero but still you can debate which deal is better point is this deal is not substantially better than the Miami Heat's offer and something that I think we need to take into account when looking at the rest of these trades is for Portland to accept an offer outside of the Heat's offer, it has to be significantly better. Because if if they send Dame to a destination that's not his preferred destination, keeping in mind Dame is arguably the greatest player in their franchise history, that will be a PR nightmare. There's already tons of Blazer fans who are taking Dame's side over the front office side because they don't like the way the front office has handled the organization and Dame over the last 12 or 13 years. So if you if you go with fans already upset at you and then you trade likely a lot of their favorite players of all time, if you trade him to a team that's going to make him upset, PR nightmare. The Trailblazers would need to make it absolutely worth their while to piss off Damian Lillard and this deal is obviously not it. And the next team I think we can cross off is the Utah Jazz whose best possible package would be Colin Sexton, Kelly Olenek, Taylor Hendricks to make the money work. They also throw in Walker Kessler. Now of course they have a million first round picks from the Gobert and Mitchell trade so in theory they could beat the Heat's offer assuming Portland values first round picks but just looking at this Jazz team, they're essentially gutting their entire roster to build around John Collins, Laurie Markkinen, Damian Lillard, and nothing else. I'm not even sure that team makes the playoffs, let alone a championship contender. And I think it makes no sense for the Jazz to, to make this move for that reason. Moving on, the Philadelphia 76ers, their best trade package could be James Harden, 
which essentially makes the money work itself. And then also they'd be throwing in Daniel House Jr. and Tyrese Maxey, which would be the big piece here. Now, they only have one first round pick. So because of that alone, I don't think they could beat the Heat's offer. And same thing we were saying earlier. Tyrese Maxey's a guard. If they don't want Tyler Hero, why would the Blazers want him? I don't know. I don't think this package comes close to beating what the Miami Heat have. And therefore, I am ruling them out. The last team that I think has absolutely no shot is the Boston Celtics. They're sending over Brogdon, Rob Williams, Al Horford to make the money work. And they do have three first round picks. Now, if you're looking at this from a cap standpoint, you got four giant contracts on the Celtics now with Porzingis, Brown, Tatum, and Damian Lillard. Clearly, the rest of the roster will be terrible. However, I do think that's a good enough big four that could contend. But I don't think that this roster, or I don't think that this package is better than what the Miami Heat can offer. They're offering three first round picks and essentially salary filler, unless the, the trailblazers value Robert Williams, who I think is fine. I don't think he's a, a super great, young, promising player. So I, I throw this out the window. This package is uh, quite frankly, doesn't make any sense in my opinion for the Portland trailblazers. So that leaves us with three teams you got the toronto raptors brooklyn nets and new york knicks so from the raptors standpoint they can offer a monster package of ananobi gary trent scotty barnes who are all under 30 years old and they have three first round picks now this package absolutely beats what the miami heat have by a mile when i say substantially better this is substantially better but if you're looking at this would the raptors do this would they actually send Scotty Barnes, who we know they value as a piece of their future? I don't think so, but theoretically they could, right? But that'd give them a, a starting lineup of Damian Lillard, Grady Dick, Otto Porter, Siakam, and Jakob Pertl. I don't think that puts the Raptors anywhere near close to contention. And therefore, I don't think they make this move either. So I'm ready to cross them off the list. The next team we got is the Brooklyn Nets, who have a lot of different avenues to acquire Damian Lillard just from a contractual standpoint. But let's go with the one that's been talked about the most is basically they send over Ben Simmons. And then they also have a million picks from trading away Harden and Kyrie and KD. So they also could make a, an offer substantially better than the Heats, in my opinion. But same as the Raptors, they'd fill the starting lineup that I don't think is all that great. They have Damian Lillard, Spencer Dinwiddie, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Nick Claxton. Now, they will have some other okay bench pieces in this scenario. They'd still have Cam Johnson. They'd still have Dorian Finney-Smith. But this is not a championship team. And for this reason, I also don't think they pulled the trigger on a Damian Lillard trade. So that leaves us with one final team, perhaps the most polarizing team in the entire NBA. It's the New York Knicks, who, by the way, have a million first round picks. So I'll let you know that right now. That's kind of the reason they can beat the Heat's offer, not because of RJ Barrett. Somehow they have four first round picks next year alone. One of them is their own. Another one's from the Porzingis trade. And they get, and then they got another two from the Thunder who sent it to them in last year's draft to move up and get a guy. So they have a ton of picks, partly because they've been making moves to get picks, but also because uh, they can never acquire any star player ever. So for that reason alone, they own almost all their picks. But this leaves the Knicks with a potential starting lineup of Damian Lillard, Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. 
I don't think that team contends either. You're talking about a very, very small backcourt. Even Josh Hart playing the three, who's 6'5". This team, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it does not make any sense at all. I don't like the fit between Brunson and Dame. In fact, I was even going to cross the Knicks off earlier when I when I had the list of uh, teams that have their future starting point guard because Brunson is still young. He's still very, very good. The reason I left them to this point is because they do have a million first round picks and we know the Mecca likes to go and try and get their star players, even though they didn't want to give up J, uh, RJ Barrett for Donovan Mitchell. So who knows how actually active they are in trying to get these guys. But regardless, I don't think that roster is left with a uh, contending. So I don't think they made that, 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 that trade either. So that leaves us with one team and it's the Miami Heat. I think ever since Damian Lillard said his preferred destination is the Miami Heat and only the Miami Heat, I think that immediately cut off all other potential suitors. Two main reasons. One is because of his age. He is 33 years old and he has a massive, massive contract. For those two factors, that makes it a giant, giant risk for any other team to mortgage their future to get a guy who doesn't want to be there. I don't think that's a risk any other team takes. I don't think that's even just from a, a, like we looked at today, from a contractual standpoint, from an asset standpoint, I don't think it's anything that any other team has possible to gut their roster, to add Dame, to still have a contender, except the Miami Heat. If there's one team in the entire league that, that can find guys out of nowhere to build up a roster, to build depth, to get a solid bench, it's the Miami Heat. We see them do it every single year and there's no reason to believe that they wouldn't be able to do it this year also not to mention that the starting lineup he'd also have josh richardson who heat fans love but caleb martin who also should have won Eastern conference finals mvp so it's not like you're gonna have dame dame jimmy bam and a bunch of scrubs i still think the heat would have an amazing roster i mean if you look what they're what they're losing they're losing tyler who didn't play in the playoffs they're losing potentially kyle lowry who sucked in the playoffs or duncan robinson who barely played all year and then Jovic and Jame Hakes, who obviously won one, one was, uh, wasn't on the team last year, and the other never played. So you're essentially losing nothing in the deal, nothing at least that contributed to your finals run, and adding in Damian Lillard. Now, obviously, outside of those guys, you lost Gabe Vincent, you lost Max Struess. Those are two guys who did have strong pieces in your championship run, but you did replace them with guys like Josh Richardson, who I like a lot. You got some size in Thomas Bryant. They did make some other moves that I really, really like a lot. And they'll still have some spots open to add ex existing free agents to the team. Obviously not Christian Wood or Kelly Oubre because he was just signed yesterday. But there's some other guys out there, whether it's Goran Dragic, who's old, but I still think he can contribute 20 minutes a night, especially in a place that he loves a lot. Or other guys still out there like Javante Green or there, there's guy or TJ Warren. We made a whole video about that about a week ago. There's still guys out there that they could fill out the roster. And for that reason, I think the Miami Heat are the only team. In fact, I think the deal gets done within the next couple days, mostly just because I'll be in Disney. As you can see, I got my Disney hoodie on. We got the Miami Heat with the Mickey and Minnie fire hoodie. I, I like it a lot, just personally me. But uh, I think the trade is going to happen in Disney when I'll be too busy to get up a video or react just because that's life. Well, who knows? Maybe I'll be in front of Cinderella's castle. I'll take a quick selfie video, put it on YouTube, celebrating with all y'all. Because I know y'all going to be just as hype as me when the Heat finally do get Damian Lillard. Uh, and matter of fact, I'll take it a step further. I think he has the press conference in Miami on Friday. 
Don't forget I said that. Mark your calendars. This Friday is the Damien Lillard press conference, and it's going to be a good time, man. It's going to be a good time. I'll be in Disney. I'll actually be uh, in Epcot that day. You know. So was this a last-ditch effort by Joe Cronin to scare Miami into trading additional assets? Or is there actually another team that Miami's bidding against and they got to get their act together? I don't know for sure. All I do know is Joe Cronin, you have no idea what the hell you're doing. And that's why I wrote you this song. <laughs> this one goes out to Joe Cronin. He is an ugly bald-headed hoe who don't know shit, won't pick up the phone, so I'll tell you how it's going. First off, get your head out your ass, and if you think you keeping Dame, ha ha ha, I'ma laugh. It was a couple years back, he said he's loyal for life, but you're a liar, he's tired, and in his back is your knife. You think you winning and swindling with the heat. You got for fetish, you always end in defeat. If you Lord of the Flies, then Pat is Lord of the Fleas. But you still think you Woody with Andy down at your feet. You haven't heard, Andy Ellisberg will not be deferred. You like verb, haven't said a word, phone on don't disturb. You absurd, Portland kicks you to the curb. It's deserved for finishing third when the three-team trade for Dame confirmed. Pat take his nuts, dragging balls on your face. Kamehameha, kids is here to stay. You give us Dame, but we also keeping yo bitch. And if Pat wanted to, he also would take yo bitch. Slip back his hair, that's something you cannot do. And then pipe your girl in his Armani suit The next day she'll beg for Pat back and he will not show up He went balls deep then left just like he tongue by Loa Cronin, I'm candid, I'll tell you I can see Your future is grim like in Billy and Mandy If you do dang dirty like Dirty Dan Sandy Who's sleeping like Pat, now I'll pass it to Andy I got a problem with you, here's the matter dude I'm kinda mad at you, I'm mad at you Because your attitude is getting rather rude Show gratitude to Dame cause you never made it Seems better, his too longest tenure teammates Are Harkless and Myers Leonard who are bums Yes, Heat fans know that they both suck Tell me Joe Cronin, what is it you want? You said now is winning time, but you want all the picks I wish you'd make up your mind instead of making me sick Where the hell you at, Joe? Where you at? Where the hell you at, Joe? Where you at? Where the hell you at, Joe? Where you at? Where the hell you at, Joe? Where you at? Where the hell you at, Joe? Where the hell you at? Where the hell you at, Joe? Where the hell you at? Where the hell you at, Joe? Where the hell you at? Where you at, Joe? Where the fuck are you at, man? This song sucks. I mean, this guy gotta get a life, bro. I mean, what is he even doing with himself, bro? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.